Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. My name is Pyle, and today we are talking holiday season hacks to manage your energy. I'm not sure about you, but this time of year, whether it's because it's a lot of family time or time with friends and people and work parties, or if it's also the kind of pressure of the year is ending, 2024 is starting, we have a new year coming up, and we're reflecting on the end of the year while also setting intentions for the new year. I don't know what part of it and what elements make this time of year somehow feel a little bit more just less controlled on how our energy is. At least this is what it is for me. If it's the same for you, I wanted to share some holiday season hacks that I use just to help myself manage my energy. This will range from more like spiritual things like be more self-aware and saying no to also just like how to set a realistic schedule to avoid burnout. Um, A little bit of both. So all types of different tips in this episode. And let's just dive into it. So for me, holiday season, just to paint a little picture for you, for me, holiday season actually looks busy starting from November because our birthdays, my entire family's birthdays and Tom's. So me, my mom, my brother, Tom, were all born in November. And then my dad's birthday is December 3rd. So that alone is half of us, right? Like half of us, including Tom's family. So, but my entire family, every single person closest to me, our birthday is all in the span of less than one month. And in between that, we always, almost always have Diwali, which is like the Indian holiday that we always celebrate. And then we always have um, Thanksgiving and then Christmas festivities start. So Thanksgiving comes with Friendsgiving and birthdays and all of these things. So for us, November and December usually looks super busy because we start with birthdays and Diwali. We lead into Thanksgiving and then Christmas traditions and then Christmas. And for all of that, it is almost always my entire family and Tom's entire family, which is like 12 to 15 of us, including all the kids. Um, So it just starts to get busy. You're seeing the same people a lot. I love all of them so much, but it's like everyone wants to do something, everyone, and then you do Christmas shopping in between and just navigating all of that alone. That's not including our friends. That's not including holiday work parties. That's not including personal things. So it almost feels like we have four different segments of energies to manage. 
One is just me and Tom. What do we want to do this time of year? We always do end of year intention setting and reflections. So that's been something we've done since our relationship started. Well, vision board, we kind of just paint a picture for how we want the year and check in about our relationship, what goals we have, and for each of our businesses, what we want to do. Then we have our friends. Our friends want to do birthday stuff. We do Friendsgiving. We do like a friend's Christmas party. And then we have both of our families. And then we have work and Tom's work. And my work is more online, but mainly Tom's work parties. So it just feels like there are so many different things happening for every person in our life. And on top of that, it's just a busy time of year with every consumer holiday possible and all the sales and buying Christmas presents. Like there's just so much to manage. I personally feel I have no idea if I'm the only one in this, but it feels like managing your energy becomes harder and harder and harder. And I remember specifically last year I got sick, um, right as a new year came around or right after Christmas, because I was not doing a good job managing my energy. Also, it is the change of weather, especially in Arizona. It's like the one month where it's actually really cold. And starting to get cold. So there is a weather change for us. And that started to make me realize like, I need to manage my energy during this time of year because it's never going to get, it can probably only get busier. Maybe it'll stay the same, but in general, there's still always a lot happening with the core people we have in our life, with the way we have our life set up. So I was inspired to record this episode, not only for you in hopes that you might also feel a little chaotic this time of year, but also because my personal journey has needs me to do this and reflect on this. So I kind of made a list of different things that have helped me and I hope to continue implementing. This year has been already a lot better. And these are some of the changes that I made just from this year versus last year. And they have a full range of things. So the biggest thing I reflected on, some of the biggest energy drains during holiday season were people. So love the people in my life, but sometimes the people closest to us can be the most triggering, whether it's only around holiday season or just in general, they trigger us and you're just spending more time with them. Um, I've noticed that people in our lives trigger us different things that they say, the way they treat you or the way they show up for you versus how you show up for them. I've noticed that can be really triggering, especially this time of year. Another trigger slash drain for me is just socializing, like going to different events, doing different things and participating in holiday themed activities of all sorts. I've noticed just like my time being very divided up sometimes can create a little bit of a drain for me. And then another drain for me is I feel like this season we are so busy that we forget to check in with ourselves and take care of ourselves. And we are just way more disconnected from ourselves personally alone, right? Just me and me. I feel like it's probably one of the more disconnected times that I have because I just don't have as much time for it. We have a lot going on. Sometimes people travel during this time of year. Thank goodness we're not traveling this time of year. Last year we did. And I told Tom like, no way. Can we also add travel on top of this? So different changes I have made. One of them was to plan events and commitments further in advance because when it's with family, you're just like, oh, like let's piece it together. And then it becomes, you're seeing each other all the time every day and it's too much. So one thing that really helped us was we, instead of meeting for every single person's birthday, we did one combined birthday dinner 
with both of our families. And that saved so much pressure around the birthdays. It saved so much pressure around what's happening. And we like, we'll still do little things for each other on the day of, but not everything is like a full out birthday dinner because me, my brother and Tom, all of our birthdays are literally seven days apart, start to finish. Like that is too much to see anyone. And then you can't celebrate with who you want to celebrate with. So one thing is planning events and commitments in advance and knowing what your weeks are going to look like for the last like six, seven weeks of the year, because then you can prioritize and say, okay, I want to do one day of only me and self-reflection, or I want to do one day of a family, like maybe you and your immediate family or you and your partner or just you by yourself, you can plan out those days. And I know it sounds so simple, but I think we tend to have a lot of plans and then miss out on what's important to us. So what I mean is plan your commitments, but also the events that are important to you. Maybe it's really important to you to go do Christmas lights or something, or maybe it's important to you to take a trip, then plan that in advance so you can work around it. Because if you have something that you're looking forward to for this time of year, and it feels like an afterthought, I've noticed, which for me, it did. um, I've noticed that it makes this end of year time feel even more chaotic. So for me and Tom, we do a end of year check-in, right? And normally we do that mid-December, but this year we did it right after Thanksgiving. And it was such perfect time for us because we got to go into all of the December festivities with such gratitude and such clarity and intention with what we're actually working on together. So just simply actually planning your events and commitments and pairing with that, saying no when it's too much. Maybe it's logistically inconvenient and sometimes it's more worth it to say no rather than try and make it work. And the time I said no already was I was starting to feel a little bit sick, which is my signal for you're doing too much. And so I said, no, I could have gone. I wasn't actually sick, but I've could have gone to a few events, but I said no. And I decided to just sit home and rest and just be in my own energy. And I think we are such a social extroverted or kind of busier society that when we are invited, we almost always want to say yes or feel obligated to say yes in case we hurt someone's feelings. But it's like sometimes you need to prioritize yourself more than anyone because no one's going to prioritize you more than you can. Hi, beautiful friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I wanted to hit pause for 15 seconds and share with you about my spiritual membership I created to help you raise your vibration and manifest with ease. I created Affirm It so you can have access to all, and I really mean all of the spiritual tools you need to step into your higher self and watch your dreams manifest with ease. If you're really ready to dive into your spirituality and connect with your highest self, I invite you to join the Affirm It membership. More details are in the show notes if you're interested. And now let's jump back in. The next one is setting a realistic schedule so you can avoid burnout. If you notice, this is kind of paired with this, if you're noticing that you have events every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, see if you can meet some people that you have to meet one-on-one on weekdays. It's not ideal, but it might be better to manage your energy. And most of the time, our weekdays are a little bit more free and we kind of pile everything on the weekends. But if you can spread it out throughout the week, I've noticed that really helps me um, manage my energy, manage how tired I am and feel a little less kind of clustered and chaotic and going a little bit deeper, 
setting a realistic schedule for yourself. It includes when are you sleeping? When are you waking up? When are you moving your body? When are you meditating or affirming? Setting your realistic daily schedule. So for me, this time of year, I make sure I'm moving my body every day because I've noticed that helps me move through the days with a lot more clarity and I feel more accomplished if I work out or exercise or do yoga in the morning versus at night. So if I wake up a little bit earlier, I can work out earlier. And then I at least got something done for myself, which feels like such a big accomplishment. And then I can always add on if I have more time. So having a realistic schedule for yourself and a realistic goal where it's like, okay, say you want to work out or move your body three times a week, or say you want to meditate three times a week. How can you actually squeeze that into your day and build your day around that? So for me, winter time is morning workouts. Even though it's dark outside, I challenge myself and built up for it to be able to wake up when it's dark. I spent kind of the summertime and as we transitioned from fall to winter, learning how to wake up beforehand. So that way I could actually wake up in the mornings and go to the gym because I know if I don't go to the workout in the morning when afternoon stuff and evening babysitting or evening soccer practice with my niece or hanging out with family and grabbing a quick dinner for our birthdays, I wasn't going to work out in the afternoons or the evenings when other times during the year, I absolutely can. But for us this season with it being so busy, it almost never works out. It might be a different time of day for you, but creating a realistic overarchingly schedule, but also building into your daily schedule, the times and the energy kind of magnifiers and energy boosters that you need for yourself. The next one that is very new for me is sleep habits. So for example, Tom was gone last week and I stayed up every night till 2 a.m. But because I've been waking up early and going to the gym early, I still was waking up at six or seven and I would get on average four to five hours of sleep. That for only two nights or three nights, I think he was gone, built up to me feeling fully exhausted the following day, um, which was like a Monday. So like Thursday through Sunday, I had really bad sleep. And then on Monday, I was just crawling. I felt so fatigued. I felt so burnt out. My body felt like it was starting to get sick. It was such a mess. And that made me realize like good sleep habits during this season I'm not saying go to bed early. I'm just saying prioritize rest. So if you know you're going to be out late or up late every single night, then maybe don't try and hit a 6 a.m. workout class. Maybe you need to hit a 9 a.m. workout class or you start your day at 9 a.m. And prioritizing sleep. And I know I have this luxury where I can build my own schedule and that might not be the same for everybody. But if I didn't have that luxury, then I would say no if I'm always out way too late and sacrificing sleep. Because the more we sacrifice sleep, the more burnout we actually do feel. And this is new for me. It is so unorthodox for me to sleep earlier and wake up earlier. That's I grew up sleeping at midnight, waking up at 9am. Like that was very cultural for my family. And I think in general, in Indian culture, we do sleep a lot later. So and wake up later. And so making that shift, it started working out for me because I could sleep a little bit earlier, and then wake up earlier, get more stuff throughout my day, but then I could hang out with people longer if I finish earlier. So it kind of compounded for me, but just 
finding a good sleep schedule also that works for you. Um, another one for holiday season that's a little more tangible is having nourishing food. Um, last holiday season, I didn't kind of prioritize eating healthy and not healthy in the sense like low fat, healthy in the sense of like whole foods. I ate kind of just whenever I skipped meals and I didn't have like the best food schedule. But now with us moving, I have been cooking a lot more at home and just eating more just whole foods and more rich foods. And so I've noticed how much of a difference that plays where I'm not just kind of snacking on the holiday treats or I'm not just eating a bag of pretzels. I'm eating like a full meal that nourishes me, which only helps me and my energy feels so good. Another thing is setting boundaries, setting boundaries with people you don't want to see. If someone is triggering you and you just know it's not going to be productive, but you feel obligated, is there a way you can say no or leave early? That's something I had to do is this year I said no when I didn't want to see people or I stayed early or I came late if it was someone who I felt more obligated to see who didn't actually help my energy, but I wasn't at the point where I wanted to cut them out of my life necessarily. So I went late to certain events or I only went for an hour rather than spending the whole night and doing everything that the group was doing. So setting boundaries, saying no to events or people that you know aren't actually going to serve you to protect your own peace, I think is such a hard thing to actually do. I know last year I was saying yes to everything. I was staying late and overextending myself. My people pleasing was on high. So look at the way you show up in holiday season and ask yourself, is this coming from a way of people pleasing or is this coming from a way of how I really do want to show up? Another thing I recommend is setting a day or two for just you to recharge. I kind of already mentioned this, but make it an intentional day. Make it a kind of holistic day. Maybe it's you spend more time outside. Maybe you go to do a spa day and then you journal, but making it a holistic recharge where it's like mental, physical, emotional, and energetic and spiritual which are my five favorite elements that you know I love. Because I think when you have a day in the midst to recharge, you can come back and show up with a lot more grace, especially in these generally triggering times and situations. Um, another quick little tip is go do a, like a vision boarding or a sound healing event. See if there's like a spiritual event you can go to. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously are into spirituality. So see if there is during this time of year, go to an in-person event, maybe go by yourself. You don't have to take someone and see what comes out of it. Let yourself be guided and led. For me, actually what I'm doing, this is literally fresh as of today is I am going to start coaching, doing coaching. I coach, but I'm going to be getting coached. And I always get coached, but this time I'm kind of committing to a longer term coach. And I'm so excited because I feel rejuvenated and I feel like I did something for myself. And she is like a more spiritually integrated coach. So I'm excited to blend that into my holiday season as I move forward. Another thing is have some quick relaxation techniques for yourself. Maybe, you know, taking a few quiet, deep belly breaths will really reset your energy. Maybe it's saying a few affirmations and maybe it's doing a little mini visualization. If you don't know how to kind of relax yourself really quickly, I really recommend setting, looking at some of the routines I have made for you in Affirm It. I made these kind of five minute 
energy booster routines that you don't have to think through. You just hit play and you're guided through what to do. It's a combination of visualizing, meditation, breathing, affirmations, and just directing your attention in a different way and perspective shifts that I've noticed really, really helped me. And they're all designed to be under five minutes. So you can do it if you're at a holiday party, just run to the bathroom. Or if you're at a bar, step outside. These are speaking from experience times that I have used the routines to help kind of shift my energy. And there's routines for different situations, whether you're triggered or you feel anxiety or you feel like you're waiting for something. I have routines. I think I have like 15 of them for different situations that we all kind of feel. Feeling calm in the midst of chaos, which might be perfect for kind of this season in general. So that is kind of a ramble of some of my holiday season hacks. It's a little bit different than what I usually talk about, but I wanted it to be a little bit zoomed out, more kind of practical, tangible. Oh, and one more that I forgot to mention is getting outside, do some holiday activities or yourself integrate outside. I think being outside, even if it's cold, is so healing. We tend to kind of bundle up and stay in, but can you get outside a little bit more than you usually do? I think being outside, the fresh air and nature has such a kind of irreplaceable way of healing and serving us that throughout this time, it can be one of the simplest, easiest, and completely free ways for you to kind of shift your energy and manage your energy. So that is all I have for you. If you feel like this is an overwhelming list, the way I would approach this is just observe yourself. Observe yourself this season. You don't have to add or commit to anything. Observe yourself and see how would shifting my energy feel? Could it be better? And if you feel like your energy could be better during this holiday season, try out just one of these things. You don't have to try them all out, but see, can I just implement one of these things to help me out and help me just manage my energy better? Because managing your energy at all times, managing your vibration at all times is what overall contributes to your vibration. So the more and more you can get self-aware, the more and more you can observe and just look at how you're really feeling and be honest about that, the more and more power and strength that you do have um, in your manifestation journey, but also just in your overall peace and contentment in your life. So sounds a little bit dramatic, but honestly, the little things do make up the big things. And I hope your holiday season with some of these hacks or without is just a beautiful, peaceful, love-filled season. Whether it's hard for you as always, or it's never been tough for you, but this year somehow is tough for you, or it's always really easy, I hope this can improve your baseline and just make it a little bit better because I think we can all make it a little bit better. So I hope these tips help you out. Thank you for being here and happy holidays. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you can rate interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy. 